0: Hey everyone, it's the newest member of the Full 10 Yards, Scott, here, introducing you to episode 54 of the podcast. I hope you enjoy it.
1: You're listening to the Full 10 Yards podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert Monk. Yes, we welcome you in to another episode of the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Welcome to November. Welcome to Week 9. We're joined, of course, by Lee Wakefield uh, to go through all the Week 9 action. Uh, We also have a a couple of guests. Obviously, uh, Adam's going to be here to go through all your betting uh, for Week 9 as well. But also, we're going to be joined by Scott McKay, who's our new fantasy writer for the Full 10 Yards. Our family has grown by one. It's not exactly a newborn, but there we go. It's a new new member of the family, all the same. But Lee, uh, exciting times for the Full 10 Yards listeners.
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh, good to have Scott on board. And yeah, hello everyone. Uh, back for week nine, over halfway in the season now. Uh it's quite a scary thought, isn't it? It just feels like a few weeks ago when we started. Mm. Uh, just um, you know when you were saying our family goes by one, you know what it made me think of? It made me think of um, the hangover, about the wolf pack going by one.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if I was good at Photoshop I would have saved that and I would've like just Photoshop Tim on Instagram, but I'm not, so um.
1: We might get Scott to do. It. I think Scott's a graphic designer as well, so he we might get him to do that. Yeah, uh, he does okay. graphic. He's got the graphic tools. So yeah, that's. Uh, let me just write that down, uh, baby. I'm just gonna write, baby. Okay, yeah, and I so, say yeah. Week nine, obviously, uh, more than halfway now in the fantasy season. Although my halfway point was a couple of weeks ago because I'm not making the playoffs in many of them at all. So there, there, that, that's great. But um, we're still gonna be here every week to go through all the week, uh, all the all the games, um, and obviously give you all your fantasy starts and obviously all your betting as well. And don't forget. Also, that today's episode, we'll be drawing the winner of the free NFL jersey competition giveaway. That will be a bit later on in the show. Gonna make you wait for it. Gonna make you tease you a little bit. Tease you the power that's in my fingers. But before we do that for the, today's episodes, uh, we will let's go. And, let's go and have a chat with our, our new fantasy writer, Scott McKay. Okay. Before we get into all the Week Nine action. If you have noticed on our social media or on our website, 14yards.com, uh, you will notice that we have a writer joining the family. The Full 10 Yards family is now three. And Scott McKay uh, joins us uh, right now to d- discuss his latest article, but also give Bill a bit more information about himself and uh, what he's going to do for us and... Uh, He's going to also bravely take on the quiz, so hopefully uh, he can do himself some justice. But Scott, we welcome you in, we welcome you to his family, and joins the list of of people that I haven't met but do this podcast. Hi
0: there, yep, thanks for having me, yeah.
1: (laughs) So Scott, obviously, yeah, welcome aboard first and foremost. But um, yeah, obviously, your your first article was out today, uh, which looked at uh, the you know, the trade deadline and the fantasy implications. So we'll go through that just in a bit. But just maybe, you want to just talk about yourself, let the listeners know who you are, uh, what you're all about, and so they, they when they when they're reading your articles, they know they know where it's coming from. Yeah,
0: sure. So I, I'm Scott, and uh, I live down in sunny Kent. Um, I've been following the Redskins and American football for around about 10 to 15 years and um, basically yeah uh, sorry Tim um, yeah so I'm Scott and uh, yeah live down in sunny Kent and I have been uh, following American football for around about 15 years um, the team that I follow are the Redskins um, my dad got them got me into uh, supporting the Redskins, um, ever since he told me about the story about Joe Tisman throwing a Hail Mary against the Patriots in the early 80s, um, in a, the last minute of the game, ever since he told me about that, um, that fueled my kind of passion for American football and uh, my hatred for the Patriots. And um, so ever since then, I really kind of followed the sport, got into it, um, I look into potentially Play uh, for a local team down here called the Maidstone Pumas, and uh, yeah, just gone from there really. And yeah,
1: lovely stuff. And yeah, so are you, are you big into your fantasy football then? Are you, are you a keen fantasy football player?
0: I am. Yeah, that's where um, obviously I'm, I saw at the post on um, the UK group for the um, NFL supporters uh, to write about it, mm. um, and I've played for around about five years now. Had limited success, but. Um, know the mechanics of the game and everything like that, which uh, certainly helps. And yeah, really enjoy it. I'm not in a group, um, in a league with all of my friends. Um, I've only got a couple of friends that really kind of uh, follow American football. So I do um, formats where, you know, you're chucked into um, the leagues on NFL.com and really go from there.
1: Yeah, no, you should get all your Magestone Magestone Puma guys down on it. Uh, yeah, I think that will be
0: one for next year. I yeah.
1: think. Well, uh, what position do you play?
0: Um, I' looking at wide receiver. I'm a little bit speedy, uh, so that's probably the best place for me, really. And I'm quite slight as well. Um, don't have much height, so. Uh,
1: yeah, you like me out on the wings. You're like the Kent version of me. I play wide. I'm playing wide receiver as well. <laughs> Very good. I'm <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, you're, you're fitting. You're fitting just well, indeed. So let's talk about your your article. Then, obviously, a couple of. Um, I know. I know some leagues. The trade, the trade, uh, the deadline is kind of passed. Obviously, with, with in keeping with the with the NFL. But certainly in some of my home leagues, uh, we we keep the trade deadline open all year, as like same as waivers. So, for those that you know, those leagues where it applies to you if you've gone through uh, each position and looked at a couple of players uh, for each position where you know trade for, uh, you know that might that might pay their way and and get you to that championship in fantasy football. So let's uh, look at the quarterback position first. Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson. Um, the two yeah. you've gone for, yeah, Cam Newton, obviously quarterback four at the moment in in regular leagues. But yeah, he kind of apart from last week, he's, he's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. But it certainly, it just shows every year, you know, any any quarterback you have, and obviously it's the same with joshua Watson as well. Any quarterback that can run the ball is is, is fantasy gold. Uh, definitely,
0: and that's that's why he was top of the list. Um, really, and like you say, he's gone under the radar, um, scoring kind of modest points, but he's he's always that player that can really break out. And I think. The Panthers as well haven't been firing on all cylinders. And I think that if Cam was to, to ignite his, you know, what, you know do what he normally does um, and get those touchdowns, especially because, you know, he's bringing in, he can rush it as well. I think that if you can make a trade for him, I think that will be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Um, he might cost you a bit, but I think it's well worth it. Um, especially with the run-in of the games that they've got. Yeah. It's a favourable um, schedule, definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some some leagues is quite hard to trade for quarterbacks because um, generally, you know, the quarterback you pick in the draft is a guy that you're going to usually ride all season, apart from maybe a bye week or you know, slightly injury uh, there as, as well. With you know, you got Deshaun Watson owner. But yeah, again, Sean Watson obviously boosted with obviously Will Fuller's gone down, but Demarius Thomas bringing in. I'm not not saying he's going to be a world beater there in Houston, but it's funny that he they play the Denver Broncos uh, this week as well, which is quite quite strange. Bit of a a fresh revenge game for him. But yeah, Sean Watson again, another one that uses his legs. He he has the high ceiling as well, just like Cam Newton does. Uh, but that that rushing floor gives gives you gives you a safe you know a safe number each week for the quarterback position.
0: Definitely. And I think, um, you know, unlike Cam, I think he might cost a little bit uh, less uh, to acquire him because I think that, you know, some owners might actually think, oh, I've actually got two decent quarterbacks. I could probably give him up. Um, So that could be something that um, will go in your favour if you're looking to make a trade for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move. Let's move on to running backs. So, a couple, a couple of you've gone for here, uh, Dalvin Cook and, and Leonard Fournette. Obviously, a bit risky at the moment with the injury troubles. But if you are a team that's you know eight and zero, seven and one, six and two, kind of you know you can take a, a hit for a week or two. Uh, you can probably get these these at a very cheap price.
0: Yeah, and that, that's the hope when I put them down. Really, um, I managed to actually get Fournette on the waiver wire last week, um, oh, wow. and that was that was like Christmas come early. Yeah. <laughs> the little feeling there. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, I think people are probably losing a bit of patience with them and probably looking to make an impact themselves. So if they have got Fournette, they probably uh, Fournette or Cook, for example, they might want to get rid or get some upside in another position yeah. and would be looking for that trade that could possibly push them over the edge into the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, obviously Leonard Fournette on a buy this week, Davin Cook on a buy next week. Uh, he's yeah. out this week obviously Tavius Murray will take over there in that backfield a couple of others you, you mentioned they Aaron Jones I really like this one actually Aaron Jones obviously Ty Montgomery uh, been traded on deadline day away to the Baltimore Ravens but Aaron Jones obviously is the explosive guy in the backfield there but he, he, he if, if you're in the right league you can get him for quite cheap
0: yeah and um, I think it's 55% owned I think actually as well so mm-hmm. He is a, he is an around the he is around the waiver wire, which um, you know would be really good if you could pick it up on that. But like I say, I think this one is you know a nice smart play, and I think you'll get um, consistent returns if you can make a decent trade for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really like the Aaron Jones pick there. Let's uh, let's finish it. We won't go tight ends because that's just a dumpster fire. What? But let's uh, let's go wide receiver. A couple of names you've done here. Uh, you've gone for Kenny Golliday, obviously. Um, Didn't have have the greatest weeks. Last week was quite um, stifled a little bit. But obviously, Golden Tate, the big uh, big trade deadline day move to the Eagles. So it's him and Marvin Jones uh, and you know Michael Roberts at tight ends. And I can't remember the uh, is there a rookie there as well? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Yeah, Cootie isn't it? Cootie No, he's uh, Texans. Oh, um... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I got it the wrong way. No, his his name. I think it's Michael. Someone, but I'll I'll have to have a look shortly. But um, yeah, obviously, obviously, it leaves him now with two Kenny and Marvin Jones. So yeah. you, you you have to think that a bit of a strange one, really, from the Lions. Obviously, they brought in um, snacks from from the Giants. Um, yeah, but obviously he's gonna he's yeah. going get more targets now. But yeah, any 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 particular reason why you liked Kenny Galladay? Yeah, I
0: think um, Kevin Galladay had a few good weeks. Um, you know, like earlier on in the season, which kind of um, brought into attention a lot of people getting off the waiver wire. But what what really kind of opened my eyes was uh, Golden Tate was um, targeted twenty seven percent of snaps. Um, you know, and throws down the field. So 27% have got to go somewhere else. And I think, you know, I think Golliday could be the upside on that On that one. I think he, he's the one to watch. I think he's got the most kind of playmaker ability.
1: Yeah, certainly. His, his catch radius is his, it's quite good and he's got great hands. Uh, he's certainly pulling out uh, a decent season there at the Lions. The other one you've gone for, Sean Jackson. Quite like this one when uh, Fitzmagic obviously, uh, the starter this week. But, yeah, you know, he's always, yep. you only need one play from Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I, I was quite high on him going into the season, saying he had, you know it's quite unlucky last season. Just missed a few. Uh, obviously, changed, changed teams, obviously, coming over from the Washington Redskins. But it's all kind of coming together for him. He's catching those balls this year. And, uh, again, if you're a fantasy owner, you only need one play for him to, to get he, he double digit points
0: yeah exactly that and um in the article i mentioned obviously if uh, fitzpatrick and um and uh winston Jim. as well if you know if, if they're you know fighting for that qb1 spot and um, they're going to try and outdo each other and um, so you could see a bit more risky play making uh, along there and um deshaun jackson is the one to benefit from that
1: yeah, absolutely. So if you want to read that article, you can head over to com forward slash fantasy dash football dash articles. I might have to change that one to make it a bit more reader friendly. <laughs> but um, yeah, all, all of Scott's uh, articles will be on there. You can get Scott on Twitter at Scott F McKay. Uh, very much recommend you all go and do that. But Scott, um, I suppose it's time to to do the quiz. Are you, are you ready? You've, you've been oh, swatting out. Let's give it a go. <laughs> have, you, have you been swatting up? Uh, I've done a little bit um,
0: and yeah, I'm not sure how this is going to (laughs) go.
1: Okay, let's uh, start the quiz. Okay, let's start off. Question one How many players make up an NFL roster?
0: 53.
1: Which team play at Ford Field? Fordfield.
0: Fordfield. Oh, come on. It's in my head somewhere. Fordfield. Uh, Detroit Lions.
1: Which number does Ezekiel Elliott play in? Uh, 21. Los Angeles Rams moved from which previous city?
0: LA Rams. LA Rams. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't, how do I not need this? I'm going to pass on that one.
1: Which player is closely associated with beast mode?
0: Marshawn Lynch.
1: Which team has the most Super Bowl appearances?
0: Um, Oh, oh, um, I'll go with the Packers. Uh,
1: Which state hosts the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction?
0: God. i'm gonna go washington it's gonna be wrong though
1: which running back had the most rushing touchdowns for new england in 2017
0: 2017 rushing touchdown for the it's, it's not burkehead is it uh, no.
1: who, who is the coach of the washington redskins
0: jay bruden I need you to get
1: that right. <laughs> that's uh, very apt. Uh, within 500 seats, what is the capacity of the StubHub Centre, the smallest stadium in the NFL? Oh,
0: God. This is still quite large compared to what we've got here, isn't it? It's <laughs> um, To the nearest 1,000?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, well, 500, but we'd go 1,000 because that's quite mean, 500. So, yeah, within the nearest 1,000. Yeah.
0: Okay, nearest thousand. I'll go uh, twenty-seven.
1: Okay, right. How do you think you did?
0: Uh, I didn't do great.
1: You did, you did all right, actually. You absolutely nailed the StubHub Center, twenty-seven thousand exactly. So, uh, congrats, I, congrats on I, that
0: one. I, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was kind of bringing that to kind of like, you know, round about the um, kind of football stadiums we have here. Mm. Um, you know, and they're quite, you know, small for the low, like lower league. So that's what I try to equate it to.
1: Yeah, obviously, LA, LA Galaxy uh, play there, don't they? So, yeah, 27,000. Yeah. That's a pretty pretty good going there. But uh, let's let's run through from top to bottom then. So, 53 players, as you're well aware, make up an NFL roster, that's correct? Detroit do, in fact, play at Ford Field. Uh, Zeke Elliott plays number 21. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams' previous city was, of course, at St. Louis. Um, right. Beast Mode is obviously Marshawn Lynch. Uh, team with most Super Bowl appearances is, is New England. Um, okay. Which state uh, hosts the Pro Football uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame is Ohio. Uh, the running back who had the most rushing touchdowns for New England in 2017 was LeGarrette Blunt. And Jay Gruden is, of course, the coach of the Washington Redskins. That was a great question for you, and, <laughs> and as we say, we you nailed uh, you nailed the the last one there twenty seven thousand. So let's just count those up one two three four five six. You done six. I thought they were actually quite difficult questions. So on, the, on some of those, they were quite uh, you kind of have to know your stuff. But you did very well. You, I say you did. Not many people get the get the last one where you have to. Get within a certain amount, so he did well, very well there. But yeah, six out, of ten not not too bad whatsoever. I'm sure everyone everyone listening was shouting some answers out as we were going along there, which is what this is all about. But um, yeah, obviously, yeah, welcome welcome board to 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 the full ten yards family anyway. And um, I'm sure the listeners will look look forward to all your articles. And we'll, again, we'll have you on at, at some points during the season.
3: That's
0: brilliant. Thanks very much, Tim. Cheers. Cool.
1: We'll speak soon. Cheers. Bye. So that was Scott there. So we'll bring Lee back in. Obviously nailed that last question there. You've a Chargers fan. I bet you enjoyed that one. Yeah, but- definitely. Yeah, good on him. <laughs> Shame he's a Redskins fan though, but never mind. Yeah, can't, can't have it all. Um, yeah, but let's move on to week nine then, Lee. Obviously on Tuesday's episode, we didn't get, get a chance to go through Thursday night football. So here is our chance now. So Oakland at San Francisco. Um, not many people are going to be watching this one, I don't think. No, I was going to say, do
2: we do we have to go through this one? Mm. <laughs> uh but no, obviously, we do. Uh, obviously, lots of Oakland and, uh, and San Francisco fans out there. Uh, two, obviously, really storied franchises. But, um, you know, going for a bit of a rebound, hopefully. You know, from their point of view, it'll be one of those things where they make a comeback in the near future. Um, like we've said before, San Francisco's season's been a bit ruined by, by uh, injury to key players. You know, almost missing like one a week at times. time. Um, but it's kind of like a race to the bottom for these two now. Obviously, wins don't really help San Francisco at this point in the season. They're sort of out of the playoff race, and Oakland obviously just bailing out whoever they can do and uh, acquiring as many picks as they can. Obviously, they want that uh, their own pick. Obviously, the other two that they've acquired, aren't seemingly they're going to be seemingly going to be too high at the moment. But they're, they're one, their their one their organic pick is uh, obviously needs to be as low as possible for their sort of plan to come together. Uh, I think San Francisco will take this one. They're much much a better team, even though you know they've been a bit clunky and they obviously, obviously had that really disappointing loss to the Cardinals last week. But I think, uh, I think they've, they've just got a better team, um, and I think they'll take it take this one. Obviously, a bit of a local derby as well, which obviously you, you don't really think of in American football, no. uh, but, and especially with the, the sort of inter-city rivals that not playing in the same conference. Mm. So, I know that this isn't a common travel either, but it's it's very, very local for not being in the same city. Uh, and t- you know, I, I'd go for CJ Bethard. I mentioned him on the way of the Y on, on the last podcast, and uh, obviously George Kittle becoming one of the best tight in the league, uh, especially this season. So, you know, getting there, obviously you probably would anyway. It's not exactly breaking news. But, yeah, uh, not a I minute mean, staying on up for this one. But um, and these ones can be surprising. Like we talked about Oakland and Indianapolis on, on Tuesday and that bad lots of points. So, you know, wouldn't be too surprised if that one went the same.
1: No, absolutely. Obviously, Oakland only have to make a trip over the bridge. Uh, Oakland's a really small part of, of, of California as well. So I'm, I, part of me wonders how they even got a team there. But obviously they're moving to Las Vegas uh, in, a, in a wee while. So... Um, yeah, there won't be such a such a local rivalry uh, at that point. But, yeah, again, defences should be good starts in this one. Oakland's offence and, you know, Jared Cook springs to mind for me. Obviously, he's the only pass catcher there, really, to be quite honest. But uh, Derek Carr's done, done okay. But, yeah, defences should be on top for this one. The over-under is 44.5, so it's probably a bit higher than maybe some think. Uh, yeah, like I say, CJ Befford there should be okay to play, although he is questionable. Uh, Matt Brader's obviously banged up, but he usually plays. But the uh, the San Francisco 49ers favoured by 2.5 there are actually quite... quite... Quite like the Raiders there, plus two and a half uh, on on the spread. But um, let's move on to the Sunday games then. So we'll start off uh, with one of the better games of the week, Kansas City at Cleveland. Obviously, Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes, when these two last met, they broke records in college. Was it uh, Oklahoma and um, Texas Yeah, Texas Tech, that's it, yeah. So hopefully we'll be uh, be treated to something similar. But I think maybe only one team was going to turn up in this one, Kansas City. Tariq Hill uh, with a a bit of a groin injury, so keep your eye on him. But I can't see anything other than a Kansas City win here. They're favoured by eight, eight and a half points. Over under is 51, which I think is quite high as well. I think the weather's going to be quite cold over in Cleveland. Um, yeah, obviously Cleveland clearing house during the week, getting rid of Hugh Jackson and uh, Todd Haley. So it'll be interesting to see what the bounce back is there for the the Cleveland Browns players, obviously, you usually get a bounce back in effort from the players because you know, the new coach, whether you like him or not, they can kind of decide whether or not you're going to be there the following year because they can just cut you with a with a click of the finger. But the Kansas City Chiefs are going to continue to keep rolling. Uh, I don't think the Cleveland Browns are going to cause them any problems.
2: No, I wouldn't say so. Um, it, it, what I'll be looking out for more than anything if I catch any in this game will be sort of the difference in the offense. Uh, obviously, Todd Haley's gone and his offence wasn't really working mm. uh, in Cleveland. Although, we did have an uptick when Baker came in for Tyrod Taylor, which, when you think about it now, seems like an absolute age ago
1: yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. when we had Tyrod Taylor on the centre for the Browns. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see sort of how they come up against them. So we've mentioned that Kansas don't have the greatest defence. Um, so, they might have, obviously, they're not going to win the game, but they might have a bit of a soft landing spot in terms of being able to experiment. Uh, you know, they are not play a top-tier defence. Uh, but, Yeah, there's going to be quite a lot of points if that if that often has a you know good effect. Um, yeah, yeah it's probably going to be a hands that you went for, for me as well.
1: Yeah, I mean from fantasy perspective, you're not dropping, you're not sitting in my home, joining start my homes. You're going to start Kareem Hunt. Uh, who should have a decent game there against that Cleveland that Cleveland line? Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill, if he doesn't go, uh, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey will get an uptick uh, in in production there as well. On the Cleveland side, Baker Mayfield should be able to take advantage of the the Kansas City defense. Just depends on this the game script. The game script could go a few ways here. They could even keep it close for a half or, or three quarters Cleveland and then get blown out or it could just be a blowout from the start. Be interesting to, for me to see what, what happens with Duke Johnson. Obviously he's had not had the greatest of seasons, not really had the ball, but uh, you know, if they get behind, he's the pass catching back there. But no, they, you know, last week didn't really happen that way. Uh, Nick Chubb obviously is the is the guy there in the backfield. Uh, from a wide receiver's perspective, Jarvis Landry should be should be okay, but he tends to be going back to his Miami Dolphins version of Jarvis Landry with a lot of targets, a lot of catches for very few yards. Uh, Probably wouldn't start many. I wouldn't wouldn't start either defense. So that pretty much wraps us up for fantasy football for that game. So do you want to talk about Chicago at Buffalo in another barnstormer?
2: Yeah, no. I think uh, this one could have quite a few points in it. I think most of them be for the Bears to be honest. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's another sort of team that we're sort of starting at the bottom with with this rundown. You know, with with the way that the games have been on our schedule, but Buffalo obviously uh, in a bad way, and the Bears potentially just clicking into gear. Uh, in the AFC North, um, and I've obviously been a big advocate of their offense. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into the, too much detail with that again because people are getting quite bored of me going on about the Bears nowadays. If it's not the Titans, it's been the Bears this season. Um, but yeah, it's another, it's another sort of uh, game that they can experiment and sort of bring out their plays see how uh, Matt Nagy scripts the opening game, and uh, see you know where that takes them, see if he sort of can improve on the the plays after the script because obviously he's been fantastic when he's of revised it beforehand but then you know going off the cuff and having to actually coach on the fly is not been as successful so it'd be interesting to see that that's one thing that i'd be definitely keeping an eye out because i don't think the game's gonna be that interesting otherwise i think that the uh the chicago bears are gonna run away with this one uh my one to watch would be terry cohen i think he's been great in recent times uh last week he had six touches 110 yards so obviously showing that explosiveness that we all known for mm. uh the human joystick i think it was his nickname wasn't it when he first burst onto the scene yeah I think I'll be looking out for that again, because just, I've not watched a lot of Buffalo this season, but I've we'll obviously watched them against the Chargers, and uh, we killed them over the middle with Melvin Gordon, and he's obviously not half as shifty as, as Tariq Cohen, uh, so I looked for them to sort of exploit um, Tremaine Edmonds over the middle again, just like we did.
1: Yeah, I mean Buffalo have had a, a good defense. They played well on Monday Night Football against the Patriots. Um, the defense has played really well this season. It's obviously been the offense, but Mitchell Mitchell Drabisky on the Chicago side, callback seven on the year uh, to this point, which is testament to obviously what he's done. Uh, you know, he's been he's been a viable uh, fantasy starter this this year, despite his uh, inefficiencies or you know his lack of. Uh, consistency, so that's that's quite surprising. I mean, he's he's got more fantasy points than like Sean Watson, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, so uh, you can't really complain about that. And with your with your Cohen, I'm, I actually think this is a Jordan Howard game. Um, so I don't know if you want to have a little side bet on uh, Jordan Howard versus Tariq Cohen <laughs> for this one, but
2: to get... trying, to, trying to redeem yourself, yeah, the... go try and,
1: try and get back somehow. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe yeah,
2: yeah, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't know what we do it, what we could do it for. but Yeah, let's let's go for it. A bit do the Twitter vote, hey. Uh, you know, let's
1: put another vote out uh, for yeah. most fantasy points, see who Greasy was. Uh, yeah. You know, either of us. Yeah, we, 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 we put a Twitter poll out. We'll put everything out. So, yeah. Yeah, so what do you want to do? PPR or standard or half? Oh, well, it'd have
2: to be standard, wouldn't it? Because PPR, Cohen's not going to get enough reception. It's just the amount of Trump plays that he's going to get.
1: Yeah, Jordan Howard doesn't get. Um, I was giving you. I was giving you PPR just for the uh, for for benefit because obviously Jordan Howard doesn't catch any any balls out of backfield. But if you're gonna go standard, yeah. that is fine with me. I'll take standard. Um, yeah,
2: so, um, touch on on Trubisky. The kind of it's kind of like a disconnect between his actual play and his fantasy play. Obviously, he's been really oh, good yeah. fantasy play. Yeah. But he misses a lot of like layup throws, and I think that sort of puts people off him. But he's been. He's definitely taking steps in the right direction. I think, like I said, he's said now. I think
1: he's definitely trending upwards. Yeah, your over/under there is thirty-seven and a half, which is very, really, really, really low this day and age in the NFL. Oh, and the Buffalo yeah. Buffalo Bills ten-point underdogs. So I think I'd, I'd quite. Yeah, you, know, you can't you can't go Bears minus ten with that that over/under. You have to take the uh, the ten with the Buffalo there, in my in my opinion. But those yeah. bets uh, those yeah. bets will be on a bit later with Adam. Any more for you on Chicago Buffalo, or should we move on? Let's I was going to
2: make one quick point about the defense. Buffalo. Yep. It, is, it is a good defense. I think, well, the problem for them is that they're on the field so much because yeah, the offense can't stay on. Yeah, field. yeah, So obviously they're going to get worn down as the season get a longer and the, the sort of winter draws in and gets yep. colder, especially up there. Yeah. Obviously we have all seeing the temperatures and the snow that can roll in.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, if they're on the field too much, then they're just going to get tired. And as we go on later in the season, we might have to stop backing Buffalo to keep people out as much, mm. just for wear and tear.
1: Yeah, obviously, quarterback position. They the Derek Anderson. I don't think is is playing this game, so uh, steps in uh, Nathan Peterman. So yeah, the Bears could have a good defensive fancy game there. And obviously, they they signed Terrell Pryor, so who knows? He might get a few snaps out of the Wildcat. Yeah, it
2: could do
1: definitely. But let's uh, we spent way too much time on Chicago at Buffalo, so uh, yeah, it let's did. talk about. Yeah, it is. let's talk about one do you want to talk about the New York Jets at Miami Dolphins one of four divisional games this week uh, and that's not including obviously Oakland with the the local derby as well so we we kind of call that a local rivalry as well but yeah quite a lot of uh, divisional games some tasty matchups but New York Jets at Miami is not really one of them no it's
2: not it's not but it's one of those things on when you get sort of middling to lower middling teams, you sort of circle it on your fantasy diary and because you don't think the defence is going to be you know that good and this maybe or the quarterback's not going to be that good. There's going to be turnovers, there's going to be filled and spills. and there's fantasy points available for any wide receiver or running back or tight end who can step up and have a big game. Um, So, I, I mean, I, it's kind of like one where if you still believe that Miami are sort of in the hunt for a wild card spot, this is where the New York Jets can sort of step up and sort of ruin the party for them. Uh, something you to talk about a lot in college football, where... If a team is sort of not going to make the playoffs, but they play like one of the big dogs and they can ruin there. Because the only four teams go to the playoffs in college. Um, and that's how I'd see this one going, really. I think the Jets are going there. I'm not a big believer in Miami. We've been through this before. Uh Ryan Tannehill, I don't even think, is he going to play? Is he still injured?
1: Yeah, I think he's great. I don't think he will play, but there's there's rumours that he's, he's getting back to, to health.
2: Okay, well, I mean, either either way, at quarterback, it's not not good news for me. I think they'll be cutting bait on on Tannehill, no matter what, pretty soon. Uh, But yeah, about the Jets, I think that, you know, as long as they can sort of look after the football, I don't think the Jets, uh, sorry, the Dolphins are going to hurt them too much, to be honest. I don't really believe in the offense too much. But that's been the big question, hasn't it, in looking after the football for Sam Darnold. I won't be surprised if we're talking next week about another fumble or another couple of takeaways. So maybe the defense is for this
0: one.
1: Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't put you off that. The uh, the over-under for this one is New York Jets-Miami. Over-under 43.5, and the Jets are three-point underdogs. So, probably take the Jets there, plus three. I, I think they'll just feed the uh, corral the ball quite a lot in this game. Miami can't defend the run, so... Um, A bit better against the pass. And Sam Darnold, obviously with all his uh, interceptions over the last couple of weeks, maybe they just feed him the ball. I know he struggled last week, Cruel without uh, Bilal Powell. But um, yeah, Miami can't defend the run there. So I'm quite happy to to play him in in fancy this week. Um, Yeah, let's move on then. Uh, Atlanta at Washington. Uh, Interesting game, this one. Uh, I know Atlanta's season's pretty much dead uh, in the water but um, Washington's defense, I think, is at, is at one of the the most underrated. Now it's Ha Ha Clinton knicks coming over from Green Bay. They're they're a top top outfit, and I wouldn't even put my, put anyone off playing uh, Washington defense at home, despite it being Atlanta. I know Atlanta aren't the aren't the uh, most uh, generous with with turnovers or interceptions, but uh, you know Atlanta Matt Ryan aren't the greatest uh, outdoors, so you know it could be it could be a sneaky it could be a sneaky defensive play there. But um, it could be it, it's quite a lot of range of outcomes in this one as well. It could be a really low scorer, or it could be really, it could be a real, a real shootout. Because obviously Washington want to keep pace of the NFC East there with obviously Philadelphia away on a buy this week. But the over under forty eight and a half kind of seems to indicate that they think it m- might be a higher scorer, and the Falcons are two point underdogs. I wonder, oh, yeah, I think that's
2: a little bit high for my for my money. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I would go, I would go with the Falcons as the underdogs over there. Sort of the wounded animal with that. Uh, wounded defence that they've got. But do do the Redskins have the sort of offensive firepower to overcome it? Um, it could be sort of a, a, quite an even battle in that regard because you've got Atlanta who've got a wounded defence and the skins who don't necessarily have the most high powered offence but on the flip side of that you've got the skins with rightly say quite a good defence now, not not getting enough sort of balls and enough high mm. and then you've got the offence of Atlanta that can sort of match anyone on their day. Uh, so it's going to be quite an interesting match-up with yeah. those two uh, sort of sides of the coin for that one. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go for Atlanta in this call. I think their offence is just going to have a little bit too much mm. uh, for the Redskins' D. Um, and... Oh my God! i totally blank. Sorry. <laughs> right, no, well,
1: I think the key for me for this game is the Washington defensive line uh, against the offensive line for Atlanta. If they can keep Matt, Matt Ryan upright and uh, you know pick up the blitz as well, and you know keep that pass rush from from coming around and getting to Matt Ryan, I think they'll do okay. But I just think the uh, the defensive line there for Washington is just so dominant over the last couple of weeks, um, and obviously Atlanta coming off the bye as well, so they've had plenty of time to prepare. Fascinating game for me this one.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, the defense, sorry, the, sort of the offense time for Washington has been really good. Brandon Scherf especially.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to move on to NFC North, uh, Clash? Detroit at Minnesota.
2: Yeah, definitely. We're getting into sort of the, the better games uh, now. I think it's quite an interesting matchup. Um, so we'll see sort of how the Detroit uh, offense uh, goes about uh, Golden tape. And uh, seeing how they're going to sort of operate with Kenny Galladay moving into sort of a more prominent role alongside Marvin Jones, I think they're obviously quite two sort of similar wide receivers with their height and their sort of contested catchability. So maybe we'll see Matt Stafford move back to his sort of Calvin Johnson days, which throwing a lot of jump balls and throwing a lot of vertical passes for them to get on the end of. And um, Minnesota obviously got good corners, so that'll be quite a nice matchup as well. Um, and I think Detroit another team that are clicking into gear a little bit. Uh, over the last few weeks, uh, so it'd be interesting to see if Cousins can sort of look after the ball a little bit more, and you know, see if they can obviously work the ball towards Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, see if he can overtake Calvin Johnson's streak of being 100 games against his old
1: team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, over under for this one is where are we? Minnesota over under forty nine and the Vikings five point home favorites. Yeah, I think Minnesota should have their way with with Detroit Lions in my opinion in this one. the The, uh, the Detroit Lions defense is, is not is not great uh, in my in my opinion. I know they've got they've got uh, snacks, but they've lost obviously Golden Tate as well. So that Minnesota Vikings defense could be a could oh. be a good play. Um, yeah, I, I mean start Latavius Murray uh, for me. He's one of my one of my more confident picks for for this week, but uh, I expect Minnesota to win this one quite comfortably.
2: Yeah, I think Minnesota will take it, but I think it will be quite a close one. Um, Latavius Murray obviously is going to be running up against Snacks, and I think Dalvin Cook's still questionable. I, yeah. d- I doubt he'll play at this point, yeah. Honestly, He's sort yeah. of limited in practice, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to be working back after quite a lengthy injury now.
1: Yeah, they want to buy next we'll
2: week. Match fitness will be of up there. And Latavius Murray's done all right, so I don't see if there's any point of throwing him in there before
1: he's sort of ready. No, I mean Minnesota are on the bye next week as well, so this will be probably the last game before Latavius Murray kind of gives over back over to Darwin Cook, um yeah, Minnesota Vikings don't want to rush him back, obviously. They need to push now for the... You know, they're not in the greatest positions record-wise in the division. So, you know, obviously Green Bay and Chicago are right there with them. So, I think it makes sense that... I think they can get away with Tavis Murray in this one uh, and then get Dal- get Dalvin Cook back and use them as a tandem after, you know, in week, uh, week 11, so... Yeah, no, I agree with that one. Um, and I've uh, just
2: going back to Stars and Sixers, because obviously so I didn't say that what I would do, but... Um, on Johnson would be quite a decent start. I think he's been playing well quite recently. And then, obviously, two wide receivers, especially Golladay, who's going to be more prominent. I would start him.
1: Yeah, Xavier Rhodes, I think, is going to cover Shadow uh, Marvin Jones like he normally does. So it'll be interesting to see what, what, what that leaves open for Kenny Galladay. But obviously, with Golden Tate gone, that's a big uptick uh, for targets for the, for those two guys uh, as well. So OK, moving on to uh, one of the fe- most fierce- fiercest rivalries in the NFL, AFC North, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. This one could be an absolute barnstormer. Uh, Over under here is 47.5. Pittsburgh Steelers are three-point road dogs. Uh, I, th- I think Pittsburgh uh, will, will light up the Ravens here uh, off, the, off the back of a bye. I know they're away, but the Baltimore Ravens just got smoked by Carolina. So it uh, be interesting to see how Baltimore respond uh, to, to that as well. Um, obviously Ty Montgomery's come over. I don't think that really makes much of a difference for fantasy. Uh, but Alex Collins and Javoris Allen haven't really done much to, to write home about this season for fantasy football or even production. You know, Alex Collins having another fumble last week. Pittsburgh, obviously James Conner's going to be the the back. Obviously, Le- Le'Veon Bell hasn't reported to the team yet, which may be some surprise to some people. Uh, you know, It'll probably be another couple of weeks now, just before he has, I, th- I think is it week 12, he has to report before he so he can accrue a year so he can leave uh, next season. But obviously, yeah, Le- no Le'Veon Bell still. But James Conner, last couple of weeks, has done admirably. Uh, but this, this is a tough matchup for him, obviously, at Baltimore defence, despite getting smoked by Carolina last week. Still one of the best in the league.
2: Yeah, obviously Baltimore would still rank the number one uh, scoring defence even after that game, so it'd be interesting. Obviously Pittsburgh are a team that we all think of as being really high-powered uh, with obviously all their offensive weapons, so it'd be an interesting matchup. up uh, I don't really back Joe Placco uh, at the best times, so to be honest, I don't think he'll win this one. I think Pittsburgh will take it. And after leaving the door ajar for the likes of the Bengals and the Ravens at the start of the season, I think they're just creeping back into form. I think they're that are going to retain their dominance over that
1: that division, and yeah. uh, I think this one will be another another win uh, for Pittsburgh in this one. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a low scorer. It'll be like a, a throwback yeah. Pittsburgh Baltimore game. But John Brown smoked them in in, in week four. I think it was uh, for over 100 yards and a touchdown. So you know Pittsburgh aren't great against the deep balls. So John Brown, you can fire him up. Crabtree, Crab Crabtree less. So obviously Joe Hayden. I'm not quite sure if he. I can't remember if he stays over to one side of the field or if he shadows someone. But um, obviously he's the uh, the star in that in that Pittsburgh defense who've stepped up over the last the last few weeks. They've done a few good things. Obviously they demolished um, they demolished Cleveland last week. So was it last week they demolished Cleveland or the week before? Can't remember. It was, it was, it was yeah yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think Pittsburgh will re-establish their dominance there in the AFC North. Let's move over to the uh, NFC South: Tampa Bay at Carolina. Yeah,
2: this is a, another big rivalry game uh, in the South this time. Um, unfortunately, I only see this going one way for the for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they're gonna, you know, probably go down doggedly, but I think they're gonna go down nonetheless. Uh, the Carolina just simply be better football team, just all round. Obviously, Tampa Bay, putting up quite a lot of points. Fitzpatrick will come out and he won't be scared, he'll he'll be throwing, he'll be the gunslinger, as he always is. But the Caroline defence is probably going to get the better of him at some point. And, you know, I think if Cameron Newton and uh, all his defensive weapons play as well as he did last week, then he should have no problem with that defence. I don't think they'll be able to get after him as much as, you know, we all expected with the Tampa Bay front seven to get after people after they spent all that money in the pre-season. Mm. Uh, it's just not, it's just not a click for them on that defense, unfortunately. Uh, maybe the change of coordinator will have a bit more of an effect this week uh, than it did last week. Um, but I still feel that like this is going to go one way. I think that the problems are a little bit more terminal than just you know clicking the finger and changing your defensive coordinator. I just don't think there's a lot of uh, talent working together in that defense at the moment. That takes more than two weeks to solve.
1: Yeah, the over/under here 55. So Vegas are expecting a lot of points, and six-point yeah. under, underdogs, Tampa Bay. For me, for me, this one depends on how fast Tampa Bay start. If Tampa Bay can start fast and put points on the board, then that, that's going to go over. But I certainly I don't think it'll be as high-scoring, uh, maybe as that. It's, especially if Tampa Bay struggle early and Carolina maybe control the ball a little bit, uh, and that that rush defense with Luke Kuechly uh, linebacker there controlling things against Fitzpatrick, Cuno. You know, it's it's kamikaze stuff from him, isn't it? So.
2: Yeah, but that's why we all love him. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, absolutely.
2: Um, I don't get frustrated with him. I just like to sort of watch it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I say, Chris McCaffrey should be a decent, should be a decent star. He should be de- in that that Tampa Bay Buccaneers after getting his first rushing touchdown of the week last week.
2: Yeah, definitely. No, uh, yeah, he's. I think he's going to do well. Obviously, he's sort of. Um, it, it reminds me of what so Le'Veon Bell was obviously asking to be paid like a. Uh, uh, first choice running back and second choice wide receiver. Christy McCaffrey is kind of like a light version of that because obviously Caroline don't have a great deal of wide receiver talent or depth outside yeah. of Jeremy Pumptious, who isn't that great in my opinion either. Yeah. He's a very loose wide receiver one. Uh, and that's what Christy McCaffrey is that sort of all round weapon that you see sort of the modern back now.
1: Mm. Yeah. Absolutely okay. Let's move on to the Demarius Thomas revenge game. Houston, uh is it Houston at Denver? Houston here are one point underdogs, which is slightly surprising. I don't like Denver at all, I know I know it's at Denver, but uh, the over under here, forty six, and I like the under there as well. Um I mean Houston, what, five and three now, have had put put together the most unconvincing five win streak you'll ever see in the history of the NFL. Um, Denver obviously st- their struggles have been have been apparent for most weeks this season, not being able to to do much really. Defense again, torched a little bit. But it'd be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, playing at, at, at elevation, what that does to Deshaun Watson's lungs. Obviously, he's had bruised lungs for the last couple of weeks, so be interesting to see. I think he fully practiced today as well, so maybe he's over that a little bit, but still should have some uh, some scars maybe there as well. So, but I'm not not really convinced of anything uh, really in in this game. Philip Lindsay should be okay. I think Royce Freeman will be out for another week. And uh, deeper leagues, uh, Royce uh, Devonte Booker in PPR maybe. But yeah, I'm not really too confident in starting Demarius Thomas against his former club. Um, I know Kiki Kuti is, is struggling with injury, and Will Fuller is obviously down for the season as well. But this might be a defensive battle, and I really like Denver. D- Denver defense here.
2: You looking for turnovers then from Watson? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, just, I
1: just think the pass the pass rush against that uh, Houston offensive line could 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 have a good game.
2: Yeah, especially if he's sort of been protective of himself, obviously with his sort of rib and lung area.
1: Yeah. Uh, the the Houston Houston Texans give up a lot of hits on on Watson.
2: Yeah, their offensive line's really bad. So yeah, no, it's, it's a decent shout. It'd be interesting to see how Thomas sort of how his snap count how high it is really against his own team. Yeah, uh, but it'd be interesting obviously, they all have all the secrets now, aren't they? Of, yeah, uh, yeah. of the the Broncos. Do
1: you reckon? Uh, do you reckon he stayed in Denver when they when they traded him? It's like, oh, Houston Houston him up said, oh yeah, just stay in the, stay stay in Denver. We, we'll meet you on Friday.
2: <laughs> do you know what? I was actually going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they do a podcast twice a
1: week, yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think they, I think he would have drip flown over and, yeah, yeah, oh yeah,
2: because he would have had to sort of like take his physical and yeah. Uh, yeah. obviously train with the team and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, no, maybe,
1: um, maybe not, yeah. sold, maybe but, not sold his house quite yet. Sorry, say that again. Maybe not sold his ask his house quite yet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just for my prediction, because I haven't obviously going into great detail on this. I think Houston take this, and yeah, I think it would be quite a close one. I think both pass rushes are pretty good. Uh, and both offensive lines, Houston's works but both offensive lines leave quite a bit to be desired. Um, and both quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson obviously should be a great quarterback, but I don't think he's had too many injury problems, too much pressure problems as well. Mm. Um, I think I read a stat about him that he's getting rid of the ball the quickest in the NFL, but he's one of the most, well, he's the most pressured quarterback as well. Yeah, and uh, So obviously not a good recipe there. Yeah, uh, and obviously Case him He's not Minnesota Case him anymore, so I'm not expecting
1: a great deal of points in this one. No, no, I thought over under 46 there was, was quite was quite high. Maybe a field oh, goal, yeah. goal, maybe a couple of quite a lot of field goals in there if you have uh, kickers in your leagues. Maybe that, that's one to target. Brandon McManus and Kemi Fairbairn. Fairbairn's been pretty good actually. Fancy this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, mm.
2: nothing. I actually hate because yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, don't don't get me started on kickers. Um, okay, let's move on to one of the again and really another intriguing game here. The Chargers travelled to CenturyLink to play the Seahawks.
2: Yeah, a bit worried about this one to be honest. Uh, obviously, uh, usually quite positive. Um, even though we're coming off a bye, I just think going to Seattle is a very very difficult place to go. Um, obviously, this is uh, another another road game. Even though Wembley game is officially at home, obviously, but we've had a lot of travelling in the Last few weeks, even though we've just coming off this bias, I've just said, uh, yeah, I don't like to bet against the Chargers, but I don't think we'll win this one. Uh, Russell Wilson's had a bit of an uptick. The offensive line has been an uptick recently, and the defense is the defense is sneaky good. Um, and the team as a whole is playing a lot better than I expected. Uh, this is one I've had ringed on my calendar for you know it's a bit of a worrisome one for a little bit, um, and it's just that it's that thing of. Um, the corners for the charges haven't been quite as good as they were the last you know, the last couple of years, especially Casey Hayward, uh, slightly disappointing. Uh, so we can step it up, and this this is the sort of game that you know if we're going to sort of see what we're really made of uh, for our playoff run, potential playoff run. Uh, this is the sort of game that we take, but I'm not not backing us in this one, unfortunately.
1: No, charges one point underdogs, which is quite. Mm, I'm not quite sure. I, I suppose it could be a picker, maybe. maybe uh, Chargers. Charges. are, I think, they're a bit, slightly better team. But obviously, travelling away kind of negates that a little bit. Over under here is uh, 48. Have you heard anything about Joey Bosa at all? So, yeah, he's
2: not. I he do not think he's going to be playing uh, this in this game. This was the sort of one that we'd all... All the Chargers fans are sort of, again, circle on the calendar mm. as his return after the bye. But I think he's a little bit further de- further away than we anticipated. Mm. Uh, as usual, with the Chargers are being quite coy on the injuries. But it is what it is at the end of the day. There's a lot of like paranoia with the Chargers fan base about injuries, and a lot of paranoia about the team keeping things from us and things like that. And it just is what it is. You don't, you don't tell the world about a player and their injuries because then they can game point, especially a player as, as important as Joey Vota. Yeah, uh, but I've been I've been saying throughout the week to others sort of asking about it that you know we're five and two, we're doing okay without him. Uh, we need him for you know these sort of games. Let me play him The we play the offensive. Uh, sorry, offensive. We play the uh, AFC North, uh, the rest of them, apart from Cleveland. Uh, we've got all those teams to play, so Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and uh, Cincinnati. And we'll need them for those because they're going to be playoff deciders, and then hopefully we'll need them for the playoffs. So let him get right, let him get fully fit and healthy for those games. Mm-hmm. And you know, if he misses one or two more, then I'm, I'm all for it. If he, I'd rather him be fully fit when we play Pittsburgh in week 12 or 13 than play half fit in, against Seattle or next week uh, against Oakland.
1: Yeah, injury himself. Yeah, obviously but my, uh, Melvin Gordon obviously missed the London game with a hamstring injury, so obviously keep tabs on him. Obviously Austin Eckler will step in if Melvin Gordon can't go. Might be one to maybe circle on the waiver wire. Austin Eckler, if he's not owned, um, yeah, should be should be an interesting game. This one, uh, another yeah. another another game that's interesting. The Rams travel to New Orleans to play the Saints. Fifty nine point five is the over under there, very very high. The Saints are one point five home underdogs. Um, yeah, these two teams are the top two teams in terms of efficiency and possessions. New Orleans, uh, best with scoring on 61% of their possessions. LA Rams, second with 55% of possessions. So it just shows you the firepower and the reasoning why this is a 59.5 game. Uh, I think from a, fan- from a fantasy perspective, it's just start them all apart from defences.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. This is going to be a great game. Uh, it's definitely one I'll be tuning into. Uh, well, I would be if I wasn't watching the Chargers. Uh, this is yeah. I'm really into both these teams at the moment, offensively. Uh, probably two of the best teams alongside Kansas City, I would say, offensively in the whole league. So yeah, it should be a firecracker. I think that um, that over should be should be got got. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this really could be, you know, uh, uh, this could be lighting up the scoreboard every almost every play uh, every series. Should I say, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of playmakers of both teams and both play really well.
1: Yeah, I think there's, there's you can get some good prices on the bookies actually for like both uh, a team to score in each in each quarter or both teams to score in each quarter and yeah you get quite good odds there so it might be worth one that's uh, to take a look at. I Don't know what the prices off the top of my head. I just uh, come come to my mind now, but yeah, certainly should be a lot of points in that one. Uh, should be a lot of points in Sunday night football. Green Bay Packers at New England. Uh I
2: don't know actually. I think this will be
1: quite tight. Uh, I don't think. Um... How dare you
2: ruin my segue? Yeah, sorry, I did. I just, <laughs> I'm not down on the game. I think it'd be a great game, but I think it'd be really tight.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Because obviously, I think Green Bay have got to keep this tight because obviously they go below 500 if they lose. Yeah. Here, which obviously is it's quite a long way back and going into week ten, uh, looking you know towards the playoffs in a in a really tough division. Um. I'm going to back New England at home, and um, but I hope you know last week obviously we were robbed of sort of an Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know potential drive to win the game. I just hope we have a moment like that because obviously this is only the second time that Brady and Rogers have faced off together. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's one. It's, it's one to. If you're not going to sell for the for the late game, you know, if you can, if you get it on your Sky Plus uh, and watch it back, or get it on your Game Pass, download it and watch it because obviously this is going to be something that doesn't come around or it's not come around very often. It's not going to happen again. No, nah. um, it's a Super Bowl. I would say. obviously with the age of both players, But mm. so it's going to be one to savor. But I'd say New England a tight one. Uh, I'd say sort of low twenties, high teams for both both teams in this one.
1: Wow, yeah, over under for this one fifty six and a half. So you're an advocate of the unders for there and Green Bay Packers five and a half point underdogs.
2: Yeah, obviously I want it to be I want it to be a great game where sort of both teams sort of let the offensive you know side of the ball do all the work. But I just think there's a bit bit of sort of tightness about this because yeah, yeah. you don't want to lose. That's the that's the thing in this one I, and. Although don't both teams and both quarterbacks don't play not to lose. Yeah. I just think it's that sort of pivotal moment in the season where we're getting towards the end of the season, business end. And uh, especially Green Bay, they they don't wanna sort of get below five hundred as I said.
1: Mm. Yeah, I've seen New England backfield as well, Sandy Michel, I don't think he'll play this week. Uh, so they're hurting in the backfield obviously just really might just James White there really. Cordell Patterson got the most carries on Monday night football, which was quite something. Uh but Patriots were did well to get out of uh, get out of Buffalo with the win. They obviously the Devon McCourty late pick kind of sealed it for them. But that was quite a close game all the way. So yeah, it could be it could be a cagey one, but uh, yeah, the tail of the tale of the twelves, I suppose, is what this one would be billed as. But yeah, it'll be it'd be, a, it'd be a fun watch to watch these guys orchestrate the offences.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. It's gonna be a fun watch. As I say, get it recorded. Uh if you don't stay up for it. Uh if you can stay up for it, then definitely uh get a few coffees down you and stay up for the whole thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And of course everyone's gonna be staying up on Monday night football to watch the Tennessee Titans travel to the Dallas Cowboys over under forty point five here. That's uh that's quite low, but these two teams aren't the, on the most potent of offenses. Five and a half point favorites, the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams obviously coming off the bye, so both teams should be healthy. Both teams should be fired up. Uh, but I expect Dallas to take this one. I was quite surprised that the line was five and a half here because I don't think we we win by that many. Uh, apart from the Jaguars, which obviously was uh, was a surprise to pretty much everyone on the planet. Um but yeah, it should be it should be a close, tight one. Not really one worth worth staying up for unless you are a support of one of these two teams. Uh, but I quite like Dion Lewis in this spot. Dallas are not very susceptible to the uh, pass-catching running backs. Uh, in general, obviously, Capri Bibbs. We gave up a touchdown to him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Alfred Blue had a good game. Um, so, yeah, I'm not too worried. Dion Lewis uh, should, should have a good game there. But the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys' defence, I think Sean Lee should be okay for this one. Uh, Jalen Smith and Leighton Van der Esch. Leighton Van der Esch, I think, was graded one of the best uh, linebackers according to Pro Football Focus. He's he's he certainly stepped up after his shaky couple of weeks, first couple of weeks in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, this should be this should probably be just a defensive game.
2: Yeah, I don't think it'll be a, a very high scoring game. Um, it's kind of what's the what's the betting on either quarterback for for over two hundred yards?
1: That's <laughs> the thing that's good to my mind. Yeah, no, probably, but yeah. Uh, both both under, yeah, beyond Donard, I thought. Yeah, that would be my bet, definitely. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah like you say, it's going to be quite tight, it's going to be quite low scoring. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's going to be sort of
1: whoever can make that sort of big play or not make the mistake might come up with it. Yeah, obviously, Dak, Dak Prescott rushed uh, quite a lot in the last game, rushed most he's ever rushed in his career. But yeah, obviously, the main storyline in this one, Amari Cooper talking about big plays there. It'd be interesting to see what his usage is. I know Dak Prescott stayed behind uh, from, his, from his bye week to, to create that rapport with the Mari Cooper. So, to be interesting to see, A, if we pummel him with targets, and B, you know, kind of how we use him, where we use him, and what kind of routes we get him to run. So, um, yeah, it be, be quite interesting to just watch it from that, that perspective, even if the football uh, is not great. I suppose that rounds us up for Week 9, Lee. So have you got a couple of guys that you like for fantasy, you, 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 kind of your starts of the week, or the guys you're most confident about for fantasy football?
2: Yeah, do you know what? One one of them is, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck on the line and say that if, you, if you've if you got a Amari Cooper, put him in there because, obviously, I was talking about the Chargers and talking about disappointing corners and corners haven't performed quite well, uh, as well as we expect, sorry. Uh, Tennessee Titans are a cornerback group that are underperforming as well. Obviously, Mark, uh, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, Adairie Jackson, big names, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, people that we expect to play... To a high level, but they're not at the moment. And you know, Mario Cooper's sort of going to have that fire in his belly, wanting that new start uh, in his new team. And Dax, obviously, like you say, stayed behind, uh, which is obviously a really good move by both of them to do that and get that report, And I think uh, they're doing game plan for their new toy, So uh, if he can pull it off and get him in there, and you know, hopefully they'll reap that rewards. Hmm.
1: Mario Cooper, I like it. Okay, cool. Uh, any any other players you like this week?
2: Um, I like uh, yeah. Just going back to the NFC South matchup against, uh, sorry, against Tampa Bay at Carolina. I like Peyton Barber. Uh, Ronald Jones is out again, I believe, out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So Peyton Barber's going to own that backfield. Uh, they're going to have to offset the pass uh, with some runs, and Peyton Barber's been playing reasonably well. Uh, so I like that matchup that they've got. I think that one's going to be quite a high scorer.
1: Yeah, I like DJ Moore in that in that game as well. DJ Moore obviously had a decent game last week. He, he's getting a few carries as well, which obviously tacks on a few a few extra points if you get you know you get those um those kind of attempts and touches uh, in the game. They're trying to get him the ball. And uh, he's really good after the catch as well. So DJ Moore's starting to come come into his own. Devin Funches as well should have a good game, because that Tampa defence is awful. Um a couple of other players I just want to wanna do. It's uh, Jordan Reed at tight end position. Again, Atlanta aren't great. And the, the pass catchers there in Washington are either, either banged up or dropping a lot of balls. So Jordan Reed uh, is the constant there. Alex Smith is no stranger to using tight ends. Jordan Reed had a decent game last week as well in terms of just catches, targets, and you know, didn't have a touchdown or anything like that. But uh, where the position is so so depleted, Jordan Reed um, is, a, is a decent start. Yeah, no, I agree with that one, definitely. Um, Alex Smith does love the tight end, uh, for
2: sure. And obviously... Uh, if he's out there on waivers for whatever reason uh, maybe he's been dropped because of a bye week or something like that
1: then yeah get him in there yeah and then for, finally for me just a, a couple of running backs Nick Chubb uh, and Latavius Murray Chubb obviously against Kansas City should be should be a high scoring one uh, and Chubb obviously has the bulk of that backfield at the moment and i don't Quite happy to keep riding him until they change and maybe split a bit more with Duke Johnson. But uh, Nick Chubb can pass, uh, get catches out of the backfield as well. So uh, Latavius Murray uh, which should be the last hurrah for him before the bye week and before they bring Dalvin Cook back. And Detroit Lions defence against rushers is not great either. So Latavius Murray, they should... Uh, Game script should be good for him. And Minnesota should win uh, comfortably at home, five-point or uh, quite a number of points uh, favourites there. So, yeah, looking for Latavius Murray there. Should be quite cheap on uh, draft as well for Daily fancy.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Just a couple of running back to me, just one really quickly. Obviously, three COVID, I mentioned earlier, quite in-depth look at him. I would get him in there if you've got him. And then just one to finish off, but obviously... uh, really sort of the antithesis of what I'm about, but I'm betting against the Chargers again and mentioning Chris Kaysen. Uh he's been playing quite well recently and uh we've not been playing great against the run. Uh of recent uh, we've been much improved from last season but still not where we want to be. And yeah, they're gonna run the ball quite a lot at home and I think Chris Kaysen's gonna be the sort of lead back. Richard Penning's quite not quite there yet and it's still Chris Kaysen's backfield.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and again, obviously, you got a couple of guys there in the backfield, but yeah, Chris Carson last couple of weeks has um, has kind of had that had that backfield to himself and had the majority, yeah. So I don't mind that whatsoever. Uh, okay, I think that pretty much wrap, wraps it up for them. So let's uh, let's do this draw then, Lee. Uh, do, I, I know you you haven't seen the list of uh, all the people up. So what I've done is I've given everyone a number and all their Twitter handles a number. So do you just want to pick a number out between uh, one and two hundred and six? Yeah, okay, so let's go for number 97. Okay, 97, let's see who lucky number 97 is. Okay, at Barat Bandari One, uh, you are the winner of the jersey. We uh, will give you a week to claim it, so you, obviously you are the winner, so just give us a shout on at full ten yards uh, into our uh, direct messages, just give us a shout. Uh, give us your address so we can send you. Uh, what did you want? You wanted a 49ers medium jersey, so one of those will be on the way, on on their way to you. Um, so yeah, get in touch with us to claim that prize. If it's not claimed by uh, next week's uh, next Thursday's or next Friday's podcast, we'll pick a new winner. But we're yeah. So when it's been once it's been claimed, we'll we'll put it up there on our social media to say that it's been claimed. Um, so everyone else out there, keep your fingers crossed that he doesn't. Uh, he they don't they don't claim the prize. Uh, but yeah, if you if you're uh, Barrett Bandari, one get in touch with us on Twitter and claim your prize. We'll do something else uh, for November as well, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. Lee, I, th- I think um, that pretty much wraps us up before we uh, we talk to Adam. So I'm just going to go and win some cash. Good
2: for you. Yeah, yeah. Post up all the tips and bets that you've put off that will
1: win me some cash as well. Cool. We'll uh, we'll speak to you on the other side.
2: Yeah, speak to you soon. Uh, congratulations to our winner as well, just to get that in. Mm. Uh, I hope you enjoy your jersey when you claim it. Uh, Climb it soon, hopefully. Uh, yeah, see you later, everyone. Uh, have a good week. Enjoy your football this weekend. And we'll speak
1: to you next week. Yeah, all the same cheap. Okay, it's time to win some keys. Okay, as again, we're recording this on a Thursday. The anytime touchdown scorers will not be available really until the weekend, so look out for those on our social media. And as always, they'll be on our website, full10yards.com forward slash punting. I'm going to hand over to Adam first because he, with a pre recorded message of all, all his bets, then we'll come back and then we'll do mine. <coughs>
3: Okay, it's that time of the week again where I try and win you some kish. We had a pretty good week between me and Tim last week. Tim landed his five-fold on the money line. I landed my five-fold on the money line. His was decidedly more exciting than mine. He trusted the Eagles for the last time ever, and they actually paid off for once. They obviously beat the Jags in the UK. He had the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Redskins, and the Colts. At eight to one for his fivefold, which came in fairly easily, I had a very much shorter fivefold at three to one. The steelers, the chiefs, the bears, the colts, and the rams that just about scraped in thanks to the rams at the end at three to one. The handicap treble he was let down by the Bengals capitulation in the second half. He had the minus four and a half, they obviously only won by. Three in the end and mine was let down by the 49ers falling apart in the final quarter last week against the Cardinals. That was pretty frustrating to be honest because they were 13 points up going into the last quarter and messed it all up. The total points trebles we both were quite unlucky on. He had over 42 points in the Arizona game, that ended on 32. I had over 49 in the Seahawks game, that failed as well. But I did land my anytime scorer treble at about nine to one. I had Antonio Brown at evens, Kelsey at ten to eleven, and Adrian Peterson at five to four. That came in before half time last week, giving me a nice, nice win on that one. His was let down by well, in fairness, he had Joe Mixon uh, as one of his anytime scorers. The big odds guys, none of them came in for us. We both went with Raheem Mostert for the 49ers in the assumption that matt brader would not be going he did in fact play had most of the carries and kind of screwed us out of everything there Uh, so we'll give up on mentioning the rest of them we i landed my nap i had caroline carolina panthers plus two and a half at 10 to 11. we both landed our next best he had the redskins to beat the giants and i had antonio brown anytime. And I also had my upset of the week, which was Washington. They were plus one at the time I recorded it last week. They went off one-point favourites in the end. So probably couldn't call it an upset, but at the time of recording, it was. So we finished with a tidy profit between us last week, leaving us quite, quite considerably up on the year, in all fairness. So fingers crossed we can carry that on for this week. My money line fivefold this week. I've gone a lot more ambitious than last. This one's going to come in at around eleven to one. I've got Atlanta coming off a bye on the road in Washington. I've got Minnesota at home to Detroit, the Chiefs at Cleveland, the Steelers at Baltimore, and the Cowboys hosting the Titans on Monday night. Reasonings for these: Atlanta coming off a bye. They have one of the better offenses in the league. And in fairness, they can't defend. But Washington are not putting up a lot of points. I can see the Falcons planning well for this game and getting quite a few points on the road, probably more than the Redskins can keep up with. The Vikings have one of the best home field um, advantages in the league. They host the Lions, who traded away Golden Tate this week, which surely is a clear sign that they've kind of given up on the season. He had 27% of their catches on the season so a bit of a weird one there for me but we'll see what happens the Chiefs are the Browns well the Chiefs are pretty much unstoppable at the moment the Steelers going into Baltimore the Steelers are actually three point underdogs and I'll, I'll go on to that in a minute they lost at home earlier in the season to the Ravens but they're a much, bef- much different team to that now I think they are better than that um, and they've got the revenge factor there they have turned their defence on a little bit, so I can see them getting the win. It's normally quite close to between the two of them, but we shall see. And the Cowboys at home, the Cowboys win at home. They lose away, so I can uh, see them beating the Titans this week. My five-fold was 11-1 to one on Bet365. I'd imagine it will be about the same price everywhere else. I'll be honest, I didn't check. The handicap treble for me this week, I've got the Vikings at home, minus 4.5 points. I've got the Steelers on the road at the Ravens, plus three points. And I've got the Texans to beat the Broncos. They are getting a point in Denver. Um, As I mentioned, with a couple of these in the first section, the Vikings at home, this is basically saying the Vikings and the Lions are the same on an even pitch. I don't think so. I think the Vikings are a much better team than the Lions are. So I don't know why I wouldn't take them only losing four and a half points against the Lions team, who have struggled against the run, but signed Snacks Harrison to hopefully shore up that area. As I said, they have got rid of Golden Tate, who was one of their main pass catchers. It could be good, because Galladay and Jones have proved themselves very good, and it means that they should get more of the ball. But we'll see. I'd like to take the Vikings there. Uh, as I said with the Steelers, they are plus three on the road in Baltimore. Uh, I believe 13 of the last 21 matches between these games have been three points or less. So, if you're getting the three points, that's the one. That's the side you want to take. And the Texans have won five in a row. Admittedly, not convincingly, but they've won five games in a row. And they're getting a point in Denver. They also picked up Demarius Thomas this week from Denver, who should be able to tell them a few secrets. And will obviously be used to playing at altitude. Uh, so... I just think the Texans are a better team than the Broncos, so them getting an extra point. I'll take that. So my treble of Minnesota Vikings, minus 4.5, Pittsburgh plus 3, Houston plus 1, comes to around 6-1. to one. And on to the totals this week. Minnesota versus Detroit. I am on that game again. I like the over 49 in this one. Um... The Vikings really haven't been able to defend and the Lions are capable of keeping up with pretty much anyone in the league. With Matthew Stafford, Marvin Jones and Kenneth Galladay there, there's a lot of deep threat and they have finally got a run game going. So I think that could quite easily go over 49 points. The Chargers versus the Seahawks. This is a tough one. It's one I'm kind of flip-flopping on. But at the moment, I like the over 48 there. I think both teams are capable of scoring. And despite the fact that both teams are trying to rely heavily on the run, the Seahawks have actually had most run attempts in the league this year, which generally slows down the time. They do have Russell Wilson, who can throw you three touchdowns in 10 minutes, like he did last week. So over 48 points in that one. And I like the under in the Chiefs versus Cleveland. The Browns obviously finally got rid of Hugh Jackson this week who has not got the best of records in the world. Uh, I believe he's the worst or second worst head coach in NFL history. Uh, no doubt he'll end up back in Cincinnati at some point. The They signed a... Um, they, their new head coach is Greg Williams, who was the defensive coordinator there. That generally means that they're going to be more defensive, and I believe they'll probably try and run the ball more with Nick Chubb which should slow down the game. Also, the weather's not meant to be very good up there. It's pretty cold, and Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs has a groin strain. If you were the Chiefs, would you really risk him in the cold, in the rain, making it even worse against a Cleveland team who really aren't that good anymore? Uh, I think that he could well rest, and the under 51 points is my play there. Uh, that treble comes out at 6-1. to one. So, I am too early in the week for any time scorers. Again, we will get them on the website, thefulltenyards.co.uk. At some point, obviously, we both had... I had a winner on the treble last week, and Tim had a couple of winners, so it's worth keeping an eye on there. My nap for the week at this early time is Pittsburgh plus three, for the reasons I gave earlier. My next best is Houston Texans plus one at Denver. And my upset for the week is the New York Jets to go into Miami and win. You can get 7-5 to five on them at Sporting Bet. It's a tough one because of the weather. Miami seem to have been doing very well at home this year because it's been 80-plus degrees and high humidity. But they're going to be starting Brock Osweiler again. And I really can't trust Brock in any game at all, to be honest with you. I do have a couple on tonight's game. The um, Raiders game, which I doubt anyone's really going to have chance to listen to, but Dante Pettis is 11-1 to 1. if you do manage to get this in time. Uh, it's a big price for him to score anytime. time. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed we can carry on our good run and uh, keep you going through the week. I have been Adam Wolford at Touchdown Tips, touchdowntips.com. Um, follow me, follow Tim, and fingers crossed we can keep the season going. Bye-bye.
1: Many thanks, of course, there to Adam for all his selections. And like I say, hopefully we can keep up the good work from previous weeks. Uh, My Monday line selections for this week, my accumulator is Carolina. At home to Tampa Bay, Kansas City away to Cleveland, Minnesota at home to Detroit, Chicago away to Buffalo and the Rams are going to boost up there away to the Saints. So uh, it's obviously here's the riskier of the five or them the other four should take care of themselves. Really fancy those. But the Rams there just to just to give it a bit of a boost. Obviously, that's just over five to one there uh, with Betfred and Betfair. So yeah, say so we're taking the Rams out. I think it's that like two, two and a half to one, five to two. So yeah, you need to put one in there that's gonna gonna be a decent value. I was gonna put Dallas in as well, but they way way too short for for the. Uh, you don't want a Monday night bet uh, to, to all running on. Moving on to the handicaps. gone for Kansas City minus eight and a half, Carolina minus six, and Pittsburgh plus three. That's six to one there with Betway or Boyle Sports and um, my over-unders for the week Houston versus Denver under 46 and a half unfortunately I've gone for under in all three of mine so I'm not really, uh, I'm not going to be praying for points come Sunday but Houston at, uh, at mile high under 46 and a half there I just think defences will rule the roost in that game and then Pittsburgh Baltimore usually a tough uh, gritty defensive game under uh, 48 and a half there for me for that one and then to round it off Sunday night football under 57 and a half I think that line's just a, way, a, a bit too high for me Green Bay uh, New England there uh, on on Sunday night football. That treble there is five to one with Skybet. Of course, obviously, this is a Thursday uh, podcast, so the any times and the outsiders are a bit harder to come about. But the the four that I've pr- uh, the three I've gone for for the any time touchdowns goals um, touchdown scorers this week. Christian McCaffrey at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be able to get more than one there against uh, a poor Tampa defense. Latavius Murray again against a poor Detroit defense there, despite the acquisition of uh, of Snacks Harrison there, and uh, Kareem Hunt should have his way with the Cleveland Browns uh, defense there. It might be a bit of a cold weather game, so running running is going to be at the forefront there. And Kareem Hunt has uh, performed really well the last couple of weeks. And so when we when we know the prices for those, we'll post them up on our social media and on our website as well. A couple of outsiders I'm currently looking at. I don't really know the prices of any of these yet. Uh, Jordan Reed. Uh, it could be a decent price. It was two, three to one last week. Uh, DJ Moore, Colin Sutton, Theo Riddick, and Dion Lewis. So guys, any, anything around three to one, uh, I'll be I'll be looking into back those. Um, my outsider, my upset for the week is Pittsburgh. You can get them at about thirteen to ten. Okay, they're, they're three point underdogs at the moment, but they could quite easily go into Baltimore and win, especially Baltimore being lit up by Carolina last week. Uh, a couple of bits left to do. My next best Pittsburgh plus three is in fact my next best really like that plus the three I think they could go in there and win it outright so to get in the plus three you get the push there if uh, they lose by a field goal could quite possibly go to overtime might be one for the overtime punters obviously we've had overtimes pretty much every week this year Um, my nap for the week for week nine Latavius Murray Anytime at touchdown score and again we'll know the prices a bit later on towards the weekend so we'll post those on our social media I just want to give an honourable mention to uh, Dion Lewis uh, receiving yards when it goes up in Skybet just uh, have a little look on there how many receiving yards he gets it would probably be around the the 40 uh, 40 yard mark I would have thought but um, yeah, Dallas historically this season have not done very well against the pass catching money back there so look for his receiving yards anything uh, less than 40 I'd I'd quite happily take the overs uh, for that as well Uh, But that's going to wrap it up for my betting this week. Again, we'll post these all up on our social media at Full 10 Yards. At Touchdown Tips for Adam as well, which he said obviously in his piece. And these will all be up at the weekend uh, on the website, fulltenyards.com forward slash punting. But that's going to do it for this week's episodes. I hope you enjoyed them. Thank you so much for tuning in. And congratulations again to our NFL jersey winner. Remember, and a reminder to get in touch with us uh, on Twitter at Full 10 Yards to claim your prize so we know where to send your jersey. Uh, But we'll be back next week where we'll be reviewing all of these games and all our punting as well. So hopefully you can look forward to that. Um, And in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. For listening to the Full Ten Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full Ten Yards. Or email the show, Full Ten Yards at gmail.com.